Hey goblins, welcome back to the only podcast with its own search tags on those websites. Uh, this is Super Despair World, the real happiest place on Earth. Uh, and today we're talking about something, uh, you know, actually first let, let's do a little bit of, let's do a bit of spring cleaning first. I want to say, uh, we've been doing this show for a while now. What has it been? Has it been like a week? It's been a week. Very long week. Yeah, it, it has been a week. And I, I've been thinking just before we started recording, I was like, you know, it's not, the show isn't the same anymore. It's not, this isn't the super despair world I grew up with. It's like something's just not there. No, I, I, I don't really enjoy it anymore, honestly. Yeah, I just I think back to those those wonderful times when I was like a week younger than I am now. And it was like, just there was a different energy about it. That first episode, it just hit different and it just hasn't really been the same since. Yeah, I don't know. Is it is it is it us? Is it me? Is it is it just the world? Like, I just can't really enjoy anything anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like this show was better before before it went woke. You know, I just like I feel like it used to be made with love, and now it's just like a product being sold to us by like people that invaded the the super despair world fandom, and they don't get it. It's pretty much just ad reads now. Yeah, I know. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe if that makes you uh, feel a certain way. Uh, but 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 <laughs> to be serious, today we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about how things used to be, and specifically, we're going to get into uh, the the big media giant of our time. We're talking Disney, and, and people who like Disney. <laughs> Disney adults. Disney adults. It's it's funny to me that this has become its own term. You know, it, we don't talk about other things like, oh, there are, there are video game adults, or there are like scorsese movie adults or something but you know there's uh this like group of people on the internet who who we've come to like recognize it's like a a very specific type of like millennial who who's really into their childhood and they still get super emotional when they see somebody like prance around in like a big goofy costume or something you know what i mean oh yeah i have you have you ever been to uh to disney world I can't say I have, um, and you know what, uh, given how queer I am, it's probably best that I haven't ever been to America in general. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, th- there are some in, a- in other places. You could go to Disney World in Chiba, Japan. Is it better out there? Have you been? No, I haven't been. I haven't been here either. Um, I had the chance to go one time. Um, an ex-girlfriend of mine, um, her uncle worked there, and he gave us free tickets, and we were about to go, and... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like the 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 vibes were weird at the time, and um, we kind of like started driving there. And she was like, "Do you want to? Do you want to go here?" And I was like, "Not really." And she was like, "Me either." And then we just turned around and went to like an alligator park and looked at gators, which was probably cooler. M- maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I I kind of regret it in the sense of like, it. it probably would have been a good experience even if i didn't like it to just see what all the fuss is about but um yeah i cannot say i've actually been there before it sounds to me like maybe her third eye opened and for a brief second she had some clarity and saw the fucking disney world secret police like trailing you guys on the highway to make sure you go there and don't disrupt the peace it's possible or she saw a future where we got married and turned into disney adults and just had like uh goofy hats on and and that was that was all we did with our lives is just work 11 months out of the year so we could go to uh go to orlando for one and just really vibe out in line for 45 minutes to uh to go to the back to the future ride or some shit like that 
Well, I'll tell you, uh, any hat that you buy in Orlando is a goofy hat to me. Hey, got him. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but let's let's talk about um, the Disney Corporation in general, because I, I, I feel like there's something uniquely like sinister and kind of all encompassing about what Disney is as like a just a force in the world like uh, the the way that they own more IPs than basically God at this point and it feels like all all good things that we come to to love and enjoy in popular culture is now like just the property of one com- company and that's really weird it is a little weird too um I mean, looking back uh, for for all my fellow boomers out there, um, to think that Star Wars would be part of Disney at some point, and I'm not saying Star Wars is some pure IP. I mean, George Lucas was thinking about selling Ewok figures before the original trilogy was even over, but um, to think that it's now under one um, umbrella IP um, on some centralized streaming service is is uh, it's a little weird. People people give George Lucas a lot of shit, but I think there's some something very genuine and something that I would consider real art by uh, knowing that the the music played in the cantina is known as jizz. I feel like we've lost that in the Disney acquisition. Yeah, um, he was a true genius as as far as music goes. I mean, you could say anything about film and uh, anything like that, but if we're talking jizz, George Lucas, he was he was the king of jizz. We love some jizz on this show. We should record our own like jizz intro for every. Episode. Let's get a jizz band together. <laughs> that sounds great. Let's you know. Let's forget about podcasting. Let's get into jizz. <laughs> see, see, in the in the future, we'll take the uh, the intro song, which is which is a work in progress, guys. If you, if you're if there's not an intro song on this one, it's gonna be fucking amazing. You can't rush genius. I'm working on it. Don't worry about it. But in the future, we're gonna have um, we're gonna have so many variations on this. And um, when we do the Disney Adult reboot episode for our five hundredth, um, we'll get a we'll get a real jizz band on there, and they'll be jizzing all over the place. And and you could be a part of that too. Yeah, we're gonna hit you with the Super Despair World theme, uh, Nightcore Jizz Remix. Yeah, any any jizz artists, um, you know, just just start commenting now because if you get in on the ground floor, you could be the original jizzer. Would you believe me if I told you I've never seen uh, any of the Star Wars movies? Any of them. <laughs> yeah, I I'll I'll check it out at some point. Uh, but yeah, uh, d- Star whoa, whoa, Wars. Wait, that's wait part I mean, of, that's part ho- ho- of Disney like, now too. W- you just mm-hmm. you just never you were never exposed to them yeah i guess i just I, I guess the opportunity just never came up i mean i might have seen them as a kid but it probably was before i formed memories <laughs> i mean that's that's fair i feel uh, no um i don't know like i think my first exposure to them was my dad taped them um on the on the vhs player like off the tv and i was watching them <laughs> i was watching them like on whatever network was was um playing them and he would like fast forward through the commercials it was uh it was it, it truly ahead of our time or or wait no that's that doesn't work i would fast forward through the commercials and i really felt like i was cheating the system there yeah but you know it, it's harder and harder to cheat the system nowadays because uh l- like we said disney basically owns everything everything that you might love as a kid it's probably owned by disney now like 
I don't I don't quite I know I wasn't quite paying attention to when they bought uh, Star Wars but I do remember when they bought Marvel and that seemed like an insane acquisition to me at the time like oh they just own like half of all Western comics now yeah and that that is that is like a big thing um what what was do you remember the first movie you ever saw in theaters I don't know if it was the first one for sure, but the first one I remember, I was like six years old. I was watching the Digimon movie when that came out here, and it was it was fucking rad. Okay, so so as a quick aside, my friend just texted me, and she said, um, she was like, do you remember Digimon? Or are you like too old or young or whatever to remember that? Oh, I'm I was like, like a big Digimon head. It was like the first like hyper fixation I had when I was a kid. Oh, I, I totally remember Digimon, and um, apparently there's a new movie coming out uh there might be i mean that franchise is still chugging along just like in the background of our lives all right all right that's it's that's, one of the uh, few things not owned by disney <laughs> yeah I, I guess so uh i guess so or it's a uh, direct competitor nintendo with the uh, pokemon franchise but um anyways the reason i brought that up was um the first one i ever saw was the little mermaid Oh, yeah, I definitely saw that when I was, um, I think I watched that in school at some point. I definitely watched a lot, most of my, like, classic Disney movies when I was a a little kid going to elementary school. Yeah, I I mean, I guess I'm aging myself with that one. I was very young. This is one of my uh, formative memories. I, uh, I remember my uncle took me and my sister, we got raisinettes, and we watched The Little Mermaid. That's all I remember. Um, can't, can't really tell you more than that. Did I enjoy the movie? Who knows? I was barely, barely sentient at that point. Yeah, I mean, when when you're a kid, there isn't really, like, a high standard. Like, you don't really, like, like or dislike things, I feel. You mostly just, like, consume things, and some things make the the neurons in your brain fire, and other things just don't. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But, I I mean, I guess the the point is that, um, like, this, this Disney movie was a formative experience for me. Um, it was a part of my part of my childhood yeah and you know i feel like that's probably true for like at least the vast majority of people at least in america probably much of the world too right it feels like if you're growing up it's probably hard to escape the the reach of disney there's gonna be something you're exposed to made by disney and you're gonna be like obsessed with it and it feels like there's there's really no getting around that especially nowadays well yeah and and also um i mean that was i think the beginning of the golden age of disney which which they call you know like like the lion king aladdin uh little mermaid etc yeah kind of like the what what is that like late 80s 90s that that yeah yeah i think it was like the early to mid 90s ish that type of thing but um i mean even before that like i'm i'm sure our parents grew up watching like mickey mouse and donald duck and goofy and shit like i i definitely remember seeing them on tv i probably had a a vhs or two um yeah so so like we all uh, all of us alive now um we we remember disney shit it was a part of our lives um actually my my first my first disney memories are some of the old like 1950s like 60s cartoons because we just had a lot of vhs tapes the really racist ones uh well I I don't know if they were that racist I don't know I would have to rewatch them the the one that I remember the most was uh it was called the Three Caballeros it was like a uh 
a Donald Duck movie with like these two other birds and they were on like in like Mexico or yeah, something. Yeah, so it was definitely racist. And that, that, yeah. <laughs> there yeah, had to know, be some I, racist shit going on. I just, yeah, I, I solved my own, I answered my own question there. But I just, the thing I remember most about that movie was like at least at like, it felt like a 10 or 20 minute long like fucking LSD trip sequence. Oh, yeah, like yeah. full with a musical score in the middle. I know they had that in Dumbo too, which that was, that was definitely a very racist movie as well. I I, I do. With the... Spe- speaking of that, I remember that like Mickey Mouse Fantasia one. Have you ever seen that? Um, let me look that up really quick. I want to say probably not. It was. It was like a. It was. If I I barely remember it. It was like a weird thing starring Mickey and he was like a wizard and there was it was okay, like a I, bunch I, of oh yeah music I see Mickey the wizard I thought. I'll be honest, I thought this was just like some Kingdom Hearts bullshit for a long time. I, I mean, it, it was definitely trippy. And there was another one that me and my sister used to watch all the time. It, we also had it on VHS. And um, it was it was something about like, like it was like Donald Duck. And he kept, they talked about like Pythagoras and like all of this like crazy like science shit. And it was super cool. Um, I don't even remember. I don't know if that was a part of Fantasia or if that was a different thing. But um but yeah, I mean, like, D- Disney did a lot of shit, and a lot of it was cool. Um, we can't as, really as deny quote that. Unquote, as quote-unquote problematic as a lot of those mm. old Disney mm. movies were, I kind of respect it, because you can tell at some point in the movie, the animators were like, let's just get really weird with it for, like, the next 20 minutes. Yeah, for and, like, sure. For instill sure. some childhood nightmares in people. And I, and I mean, <laughs> I, I guess that's the cool part about it, is that they let these dudes kind of go crazy and uh experiment with a lot of shit which um you know we don't it's is there is there that well not in studios but um with independent artists sure but um we don't really see that in studios anymore they're kind of playing it safe so what i'm saying is things just aren't like they were before it's just not it's just not the disney i grew up with man it's just not the same right I was looking this up just before the show. Fun little little factoid to start us off here. Uh, do you know that Disney was founded like a hundred years and one month ago? It was October sixteenth in nineteen twenty three. Oh so shit! It's about it's been a full century as of the time of recording. Fucking a, fucking a. But but uh, but Steamboat Willie's still not still not in the public domain. Yeah, no, that's kind of the the long story of Disney, right? How they kind of built their entire company off of the public domain, like stuff that was just considered, you know, like like folklore and culture to so many people. Yeah, and they're like, okay, we own this now, and they, they still own it to this day. Yeah, yeah. Snow White, um, wasn't wasn't that one of their first? If not their first, right? Yeah, most yeah for sure. Like Snow White, Cinderella, mm. um. Mm-hmm. I think the Beauty and the Beast was probably something like that. I think too. it was a Grimm's. I, like a I think it was a Grimm's fairy tale. I'm pretty sure it was too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But they they stole. It. Yeah, they've they've been doing this like that was that was a lot of the early Disney years. How they kind of built their back off things in the public domain, and then we had like that that um that like 1950s 1960s period. A lot of those old. Uh, questionably racist or undeniably racist movies that that i grew up with uh and you know those were those were kind of fun like they had some some creative merits to it they got weird with it they got a little experimental and you know what disney did actually like really fund the arts for a long time yeah absolutely and i and then that kind of brought us to like the the quote-unquote 
golden age, the 90s, which is kind of that time period where like 2D animation was getting really good, but this was like right before people realized, oh, 3D animators aren't unionized, so let's move to that. (laughs) (laughs) And and let's let's not forget... how banging the music in the uh in in for those films were in the um in the golden age of disney were uh alan menekin um he he did a lot of the music tim rice did a lot of the lyrics um some absolutely memorable shit there um say what you want about the about the movies although they, i mean they were good. like don't don't say what you want like they were good so don't be an asshole um, but the songs, like, there's a lot of, there's a r- lot of really good tracks on there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, don't ask me to name any music specifically, but I remember, I think my favorite Disney movie from back then was the the ill-fated Treasure Planet movie, which I think was fucking oh, amazing, man. It, but if, it did not yeah. do well. Any Anyone who has not seen Treasure Planet, do yourself a favor. Um, I actually, when I, when I was a teacher, I used to show my students this movie because none of them have ever seen it before. And this was like the end of the 2D era for Disney. And um, it, it was this really cool intersection between 2d animation and there was a lot of like 3d stuff but it wasn't like when you watch aladdin there's like a 3d scene and it's definitely it was definitely done on a computer that probably cost like three hundred thousand dollars and it looks like absolute dog shit and there's no fucking reason for it to be in there other than like we have uh, we we're doing 3d animation this is amazing yeah and it would and that computer would take like six months oh, to render, like, absolutely like 50 megabytes of animation absolutely and like nobody knew how to use it at the time that must have been so frustrating to do, to do 3d animation back then yeah treasure planet that was 2002 so that was definitely right around the tail end of the the golden age yeah, yeah. before 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 disney ended up being not not the disney we grew up with mm-hmm. it's before it went bad before they went woke and my, my and other just, my not... other deep cut favorite before we uh before we move on is um road to el dorado this one gets a lot of hate for some reason i don't know why that movie fucking rules man I, i'm sorry i'm sorry road to el dorado that belongs up there with the classics um if you disagree get fucked um find me find me on twitter um I'll 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 check my account eventually and you know at me at me. Yeah, that was a really good movie too and you know I I think it has some staying power too. Like you, you still see fucking memes and shit posts related to yes. that movie nowadays yes. and it was just it was really charming yeah. and I'm sure there's some complaints people could raise against it but you know that's that's another classic for me. I need to rewatch that sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh I think Elton John did the soundtrack to that. Elton John, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so that, that that's kind of that that takes us to where we are nowadays. How it, it it's kind of uh, you can't blame anybody for not uh, loving Disney as a kid, right? Like everybody everybody saw Disney movies. It was good, uh, and you know a lot of them are amazing. Good. You know, even even the we, even the weird racist ones. They had some fun like fucking LSD like oh, for trip sure. sequences in the middle there. Just like it's fun animation. It was like. It was groundbreaking, you know. There's a lot. There's a lot to learn if you're into art and animating and stuff. You got. You gotta study those old movies. But there's, there's something kind of different about it nowadays when we talk about Disney adults because it's not just like 
you and I just like fucking nerded out about how we like some of those old movies for like a good 20 minutes Absolutely. or something. But you know, you and I, we're, we're not Disney adults. Disney adults are like, it's something else. There's something kind of like wrong and maybe even like perverse about about the term, the way we use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what what is a Disney adult? Let's Let's suss that out real quick. What qualifies one as a Disney adult? Because we 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 like um just as you said we like disney shit um we like old disney shit i probably like a lot of new disney shit who knows but um i i wouldn't consider myself a disney adult i wouldn't consider you a disney adult so what makes a disney adult so for me when i think of the term disney adult i have to think about it in terms of like it's an identity thing right Mm -hmm. people who like really identify with liking disney like they make it part of their personality they don't just own a little bit of merch they own a lot of merch maybe like making regular trips to disneyland or disney world is like a part of their their yearly schedule they save up money for it or maybe Mm -hmm. they can just afford it because you know a lot of these people are pretty like pretty well-to-do upper middle class white people right whatever i think of like parents who are like i have to show my kids these classic movies i have to instill this in them it's like it's kind of like a cultural thing you know it's not just a fandom it it goes it goes beyond that because what disney is it's not just like a popular culture thing like it is culture you know what i mean yeah so you're saying it's um grooming children plus consumerism Whoa, okay. Uh, well, <laughs> that's okay. We're coming out swinging here tonight, but uh, <laughs> uh you know, it, it's like it's like I said, a lot of the stuff that Disney built their company on the back of was like, okay, this these are like folk folk tales and like things in the public domain, things that are kind of owned by everyone collectively, and now they've like taken that and commodified it, and now it feels like, like, what is a modern American like folklore? Uh, outside of like popular culture and buying merch right well is there yeah anything? no no that that is a that is a good point um is maybe it's like hunting bigfoot or some shit i don't know how commodified that is i mean but bigfoot's been probably around for for well before it, 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 bigfoot's um and other cryptids they they've probably been around since the the days of the um the tales of uh the the grimm's fairy tales and shit like that right well, I'm pretty sure Bigfoot just exists and has been here since like time immemorial, but that's another thing. I've another seen thing. him personally. Um no, I'm just kidding, I haven't. But if anybody has, um we'd we'd like to have you on the pod. Send us your Bigfoot fan art, especially the the spicy kind. Yeah, we any cryptid hunter, we would totally like to have you on. Um we want to hear all about it. Uh, by the end of this year, we want to be the number one podcast for monster fuckers everywhere. Mm, mm. Monster fuckers, monster hunters, uh, just monster people in general. Any bad uh, dragon people who hunt monsters to fuck them. <laughs> yeah, any any bad <laughs> dragon enthusiasts will uh will will get you on. We got a lot to we got a lot to talk about. Right, but let, let let's get back to the the other kind of perverse, which is uh buying more merchandise than than God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, merchandise. Yeah, so talking about Disney adults, like, 
we like to sometimes we like to watch videos like let's go on tiktok and see like oh this this awkward person like proposed to their wife at disney world or something something Mm -hmm. or like someone went someone who's like in their 30s approached the teacup ride and saw like one of the disney princesses in costume and like got all teary-eyed and it's like that's that's kind of weird right i don't know It, it it is a little weird um yeah, I, I I don't know. I I mean like yeah, it it was a part of our lives, but when you look at it through the lens of like this was always a commodity of some sort, it it does become slightly perverse. Yeah, and I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like oh, it's it's not cool. It's wrong if you are into like quote unquote childish things as an adult, you know? Like I haven't I haven't consumed any Digimon media in like quite a few years, but if I was to go online now and I look up some of those like old monster designs that I really liked as a kid, I would still go, hey, that's pretty fucking cool. This thing is like just a, a weird like thumb person that wrestles people and is like and has a gun or something. I don't know. That's cool. It's not weird to to still be into the stuff that you were into as a kid. I, I'm literally think... looking at a um a Kirby um little figure that I got in Japan that's sitting on top of my computer right now. So I I can't be like uh I, I I'm I'm not gonna do the like 4chan consumer meme and like shit on somebody for like liking for liking some sort of media or movie or video game or franchise or something like that. Like they're not, they are art. It's in, in some way, shape or form, some more than others, but um, there's, yeah, let's, let's first say that there's nothing wrong with liking shit that you like um, unless it's, we're all a little Reddit. We've all looked at like maybe a Funko pop. Okay. Nobody actually. No, no, no. That, that I'll push back on. If you like Funko pops, fucking grow up okay that's like the one exception okay (laughs) but you know i've i've considered buying some like cringy like anime figurines Mm -hmm. i've seen some cool ones Mm -hmm. i wanted to get like a little eight inch tall like wife for my desk yeah yeah, yeah. we've all thought about doing a cum tribute before well you know that that's 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 for another episode uh you know what uh if you want us to talk about anime figurines uh like the show and uh we'll we'll set aside a budget for it yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm totally not just asking for money <laughs> to buy some of those yeah we'll do, we'll do that for the uh for the gooner episode yeah that's uh that's when we'll bust out the nightcore jizz remix yeah yeah we're we're <laughs> we're uh slowly collecting a gooner panel for uh for a q a um anybody interested you know dms are open you know we'll we'll talk we'll talk this is down the road but we can uh yeah especially assembled council to think uh long and hard about it (laughs) yeah you you need at least six screens of goon content to to qualify (laughs) but but yeah uh, remember to open this show in six different tabs that give us six times as many views that's how there you go there you go I don't think it actually works like that. But but get, getting getting back on track, we're talking about it, it's not weird to still like the things you liked as a kid. But when I think of of Disney adults and how they do it, it's like there's kind of this performative element to it, right? When I see someone who is like a grown ass tax paying adult and they go to Disney World and they're like holding back tears of joy for like a TikTok video because they saw like Mickey Mouse prancing around in the costume, probably some like underpaid 20 year old like sweating to death under there. It's like, 
okay, you, you didn't actually like it that much as a kid, right? There's, there's something going on there where it's like, this has turned into something else in your head that it wasn't originally. And it's like, a, th- there's something kind of wrong. Like, there's something kind of uncanny about the nostalgia that, like, drives someone to, to react that way and consume Disney stuff in, in the way that we think of as, like, Disney adults. Fuck, man. I, w- I wish I liked anything that much. <laughs> Oh, that's how I've I've felt about any like fandom thing in general. Even stuff I like, like I I play a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen, but then I go on Twitter and I see people making like the most bizarre like here's all the characters who died. I drew them as like quirky millennials sharing a room room together. I'm like, nah. So this like isn't like for the me. Undertale fandom. Oh, Undertale is probably the worst the worst example of this. There was a a video. It was just titled "What the Internet Did to Undertale." I think that was super eye patch wolf, and that's a that's a biting title. Oh, I I might have watched that, but um, when when you're talking about that, it remind me of I I don't remember what like games event. It, what I don't know if it was a Nintendo one or um or something else, but they um they showed like they had the original. Um, before Earthbound, which is Mother 2 in Japan, uh, Earthbound, which is the, the one before it for Nintendo, and they said they were going to put that on the, whatever it is on Switch, the the, vir- the virtual console store, or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, and there were, like, there were, like, grown-ass men just, like, weeping openly um, while watching the trailer for this. And, like, I fucking love Earthbound, man. I, I grew up with that shit. I still love it today. That is a fucking fantastic game. It's a fantastic series, but like, I to, like to just yeah, I I I can't have that kind of reaction to anything. Um, that's that's just media, I guess. M- maybe I'm insane. Maybe they're maybe they're uh, <laughs> maybe they're sane, and I'm not. But it it was yeah, it was I've, a little I've strange. Had... I've had my own doubts about that too. I'm like, am I just like dead inside? Exactly. Am I just incapable exactly. of enjoying things the way other people do. Right. I think back to like my my favorite pieces of media that I've ever consumed, and I just think back on them and I think, yeah, that was pretty cool. I liked that. Yeah, right. Well, maybe I'll check that out again. Right, right, know? right. Maybe I'll maybe like the the furthest I'll go is maybe I'll talk to someone else in my DMs and we'll just nerd out about it for like thirty minutes or something. But yeah, fandom is like it's largely something that's beyond me. I don't quite understand it, but maybe by the end of this episode we can come to understand it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the there's the performative element uh, of of Disney adults, right? They like they enjoy things in a way that I don't think is. If I'm being honest, I don't think it's entirely sincere. I think there's there's something that drives people to to act in this way. And it's like the the way that they look at their favorite pieces of media now, it's like it's it's definitely colored by like something going on in the present, right? It wasn't actually that good when you look back on it, but it's like I want to go back to this time when life was simple and I was just a kid and I could just consume all these things. And am I am I on the right track here? Yeah, we're t- we're talking about nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia. It you know, if you ask me, I really feel like nostalgia is like it's got to be some kind of like brain worm, right? Like it, it's not. I think it's inevitable that everybody feels nostalgic for something at some point, but I I don't think it leads to a good place. And you know, 
if I was to if I was to break down what it means to be an, a Disney adult as an identity, I think there has to be some element of like unhealthy nostalgia, like an like a like your your memories of this different time in your life have been subsumed by the, these like products, right? Like there's right, this right. cool stuff about being a kid, but like none of that is just like, oh, I owned this very specific piece of plastic or oh, I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. It was like, mm-hmm. there's something genuine about enjoying media and culture and all that stuff with other people. And I feel like s- some element of that is just like lost when you break it down to like, yeah, uh, the stuff I liked was better as a kid because I I bought all the video games and I owned all the toys and it's like there's something there's something very strange and off-putting about that to me. Well, I I, I think it is pretty well established um, in psychology that our brains don't really remember things as they were, um, I, and I think it comes in two flavors where um, people tend to either overemphasize the good about the past or overemphasize the bad about the past or or just basically misremember shit in general um but yeah i i think nostalgia is our minds generally inventing a past that never truly existed um and you really pick and choose very tiny slivers of enjoyment and people do tend to think like hey things were better back then and there's there's a lot of romanticization of certain time periods i mean we can see that with uh with all of the with all the insane people online now uh you know there's there's the trad cons that obsess over the 1950s um there's the people who obsess over the 60s the 70s 80s the lay wrong generation reddit kids um Everybody thinks the 90s were some idyllic time where nothing went wrong before um, 9-11. I've even seen people like people on TikTok who, who like think about like 2005 is some perfect time that we need to we need to um, go back to. I was alive then. I was I was actually I was like like 19 years old. 2005 fucking sucked. All of these times suck. I can I can kind of understand being nostalgic for other decades, but it really really feels like I don't know, like the twenty first century is not really its own thing. It kind of just just feels like we're we're just running, we're just playing the hits on loop. You know, we're just doing our just our favorite flashbacks to to past time periods that were like more interesting than the present. Well, well, that that is the weird thing too. Is I can definitely like tell. I, I mean, this is me looking back. I was I was born in the late eighties, so like I don't really remember a lot of time periods. But like you can kind of see just looking at you know media and in photographs and history and shit like that. The fifties were kind of distinct from the sixties, which were distinct from the seventies and the eighties and the nineties, and they kind of had their own thing. But like I feel like since 2000 like I I don't know like I don't really I don't really like differentiate the any of those periods um like the early 2000s like some things were different like the internet was kind of different it was was also kind of the same but like I, I don't think like culturally there were like these like huge trends there I feel like everything's kind of just amalgamating into like a heap of shit right now 
you think everything has just like uh just gotten kind of more bland the last 20 or so years yeah absolutely i think on one hand i'm inclined to sort of agree but maybe i'm going to offer a little bit of pushback to that because mm-hmm. i think definitely there's an element of this too which is the internet has kind of like divided everybody right Mm -hmm. like there have definitely been some interesting cultural movements like we're gonna look at so many different subcultures on this show that like got their start on the internet but i think prior to everyone being online there was a bit more of like a commonly understood like popular culture right yeah like yeah when 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 a show made it onto tv it's like okay everybody with a tv is gonna watch the same thing right you know what i mean and maybe maybe that's an element of the the disney thing but we're we're talking about nostalgia in general, and I think there's just like we defined Disney adults uh, to the best of our ability. Let's let's talk about nostalgia. What what does that mean to you? Well, uh, nostalgia to me is the is is the idea of longing for a time that is past that you can no longer go back to. Uh, probably a better time, um, but but it's it's something that that is gone and and you long for yeah certainly um i'm going to be the big nerd here and reveal that i actually looked this up mm-hmm. before the episode mm-hmm. started to give a proper definition which is uh in the past no- nostalgia was first used to describe this feeling that like that like i think it was like ancient roman soldiers or some sure medieval knights mm-hmm. or something felt when they would go out to war for a long time and that feeling uh-huh. that coming uh-huh. home has this like uncanny vibe to them where everything is the same but like not quite as they remember it and the feeling is just off interesting and that's interesting yeah so the the classical sense of nostalgia is this feeling about coming home it's coming to back to something very familiar but it's uncanny and different but the thing is that's not like exactly how we talk about it nowadays is it right because when we talk about nostalgia for like old disney stuff it feels like all of it has been like subsumed by consuming products and commodities yeah yeah exactly and i i will say that i nerded out a little bit and i looked up a um an adjacent term which i uh i'm into a lot of brazilian music and they always use the term saudade and saudade is like uh it's it's similar to nostalgia but it's a little bit different but i i think there is something we can look uh we can look at there and uh i actually have an npr article that um and and i'll read a little excerpt there that says perhaps my favorite of these elusive words is saudade a portuguese and galician term that is a common fixture in the literature and music of brazil portugal Cape verde and beyond uh the concept have has many definitions including a melancholy nostalgia for something that perhaps has not even happened it often carries an assurance that this thing you feel nostalgic for will never happen again my favorite definition of saudade is by portuguese writer manuel de mello uh, a pleasure you suffer an ailment you enjoy so basically what like um the the reason i thought that one was interesting is um they they kind of they kind of acknowledge that saudade just like um possibly nostalgia is something that you long for that may be in the past maybe in the future whatever but it may have never happened in the first place so it it kind of uh echoes to me like a romanticization of the past that may never have actually been a thing 
in general. And I think when people talk about nostalgia, it's just like, oh man, I wish I could go back to the old days. But it's like, maybe you don't. Maybe you want to go back to the old days that you invented in your head. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think that we're definitely touching on something I would say is close to the truth here. I think this is close to the core of what it means because there's this there's this element of all this stuff like exists in your head when you're like a little kid you don't like jump up and down on the playground thinking ah yes these are the old days that i'm gonna remember like your idea of what the old days were that's something that's completely colored by however you feel about the world and the past right now yeah yeah, it never actually existed uh so so i wanted to also touch on this uh there's this this element Uh, that I also think is important here, which is, like, it seems like all nostalgia nowadays is kind of tied to, like, a certain feeling of melancholy, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. not only, oh, was the past good, but it's like, oh, the present kind of sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I I think that's kind of an essential part of uh, nostalgia in general, is this melancholy of just, like, those those were the days... And uh, I I see this with a lot of people who are like my age and have kind of like, you know, they've moved on and they have kids and they've gotten married and shit. And they just they have this weird romanticization of the past. And it's just like, yeah, dude, we had fun. But like, number one, um, it, it probably wasn't as fun as you remember. And number two, like your your life is not over. Um, you can still do stuff. You You do know that, right? The life is not over, but when we talk about this, it definitely feels like it is, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not just, oh, I feel kind of sad about how things seemed better in the past. It's like, oh, the past is over and it's never coming back. Things will never be good again. And I think this kind of, this particular kind of nostalgia, it really blinds people to like enjoying things in the present you're kind yes, of like yes. mourning mourning the loss of all good things before you've like actually even lost them Ex- exactly exactly which is which is why i think this kind of uh nostalgic romanticization of the past is is kind of toxic because you're so obsessed with a time past that may never have existed again in the first place that you refuse to live in the present moment yeah for sure i know i've definitely showed this to you before in private we didn't really talk about it prior to the episode but there's this artist on the internet and i want to be clear i don't like talking shit to other artists but i also zoomed in on this guy's work and it's just like cheap <laughs> photo manipulation stuff on photoshop you already know who i'm oh, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah yeah you? absolutely so you, you guys, if you if you browse Reddit, uh, one, I'm sorry, uh, and two, uh, you've probably seen this guy's work at some point. This guy's name is Rashid Lotif, L-O-T-F. I don't know how to say that. He does these these, uh, I guess, paintings. I thought they were paintings at first, but they're just. He does these little like collages almost, where it's like, oh, here's a picture of a kid in their room. And they're dressed up like it's the 90s and they're surrounded by like video games and like Chuck E. Cheese pizza and like the walls are full of like 90s posters. Yeah. And it's like, it's just a collage of like, look at all these products from this time. And it's so bright and it's colorful. And honestly, it kind of makes me sick. And I hate it because like this isn't anybody's actual childhood, right? <laughs> no, the, in, that's the thing. Like I grew up with a Nintendo. We had a Super Nintendo and stuff like in like... 
you know, I, I would okay. I would play video games with my sister. I would watch her play games. I would play games like hang out. Like I, I had Nintendo Power and stuff like that. And like, it was a cool pastime as a kid. And like, the, it was it was a part of my childhood. But like, I don't look back at those times and just say like, that's when life was pure. And and. Everything since then has been fucked. And, uh, but like, you read the comments to that shit, and it's just like, dude, like, get fucking therapy, man. Like, I, 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 there'll be like a Reddit comment being like, I'm 52 years old, and I remember those were the days they don't make them like this anymore. (laughs) Although, (laughs) that's the other thing, like, they actually do, um, except instead of like going to, um, what I don't even know what fucking like Kmart or something like where do they sell video games back then? Um, instead of going there and paying seventy like Target yeah, or Walmart yeah, or something, um, <laughs> it, instead of doing that and like spending seventy dollars for a licensed Nintendo video game, you go on Steam and pay six dollars for a fucking dope ass indie retro gra- game that will uh that that you can play for. A ton of time and have a really great time with so like that's that's another so it's it's what i'm saying with that is it's not the content it's not like they don't make them like they used to they're still making mario games which are just updated i mean mario mario not only wonder, do they still make yeah. them like they used to they probably make them better oh, yeah, in yeah, a lot yeah. of instances. i mean mario wonder came back and it's not like if mario wonder was like a, a battle royale like loot box game i would say like all right maybe you have a point but um it's it's a fucking mario game as far as i've seen like it looks fun and shit i don't um i don't have a switch but um yeah like so it's it's what I'm saying is it's not about the content. So what is it about? Yeah, I I think there's this this an element of toxicity in there, right? Because I think like we said, people who who get really deep down the nostalgia rabbit hole, they're these aren't happy people. And when they go to Disney World, they're not the happiest people on earth. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's like there's this there's this point where you have to realize like okay at some points you can indulge your nostalgia a little bit you can like dust off the old console or maybe like boot up an emulator because you sold it like 15 years ago and you can enjoy some of those old games and like but but it, i feel like if you give in too much to nostalgia the end result is like it's always going to be disappointing right it's never going to make you happy it's just going to make you more nostalgic well that's the thing too is when you boot up the emulator when you pull the super nintendo out of storage you have to play those games and you have to look at them as a product of their time you can't you can't look at them just um in a purely objective basis from you right now because i mean if you're looking at like the grand scope of media right now there's so much other stuff that's going on i mean like if they released uh super mario brothers now do you think in in nobody has ever heard of mario before do you think people would be like wow this is a masterpiece no it was a masterpiece in its time and mario is has changed and evolved over time as things do which is totally cool and totally fine but so, so like again it's not about the content it's about people's mindset and their their romanticization of a past that may have existed probably really didn't um so so yeah 
again, nostalgia. It's kind of brain rot, right? Yeah, and not not only uh, have things uh, changed over time, like, I think one of the reasons people praise the Mario series so much is because you can still go back and play the original Mario. Yeah. And, like, it still feels decent, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, everyone exists in this passage of time, and som- sometimes the consequence of that is, like, oh, yeah, stuff feels like shit now because I've experienced things better. Like, yeah. everyone has... Like everyone who's into video games has a cutoff where like I wanna like this game, but it's just too janky for me to get yep, into. Yep. Like I, I I believe people when they say that Morrowind is an excellent game, but I can't play it. It's just too oh, janky. Oh no no for no. Me. Th- I know so, that's, so that's th- gonna piss people yeah. off, but so, it's true. So, so so that's exactly the thing. Is um like I didn't play I've I've played PC games for a long time, but I never got into uh Skyrim. Or anything like that, and then I see the memes online. I I've looked at the gameplay because I was curious as to what people are memeing about, and I was like, "This game looks like shit. Like I don't wanna, I don't want to play this game. Like this this um this doesn't look appealing to me at all." And and I know a lot of people like love that game. They play it with mods and shit like, and they they have a good time. But like for me, who has never played it before. This is a fucking terrible game. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Um, it, it it objectively is. It's jank as fuck. Um, God, I, I might I might get crucified for this one. But you know, I used yeah. I used to really like Skyrim until I took an arrow to the knee. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. That's why I looked up the shit. But um, <laughs> but that's the thing. The, the the memes are about like how janky and stupid it was. But people grew up playing these games. Uh, it's the same with like Halo and shit like that. I have no affinity for Halo. I never had an Xbox. Never played it with anybody. Um, oh man, when I I I didn't play the first one, but I was one of the original like angry like vulgar kids on Xbox Live playing oh, nice. Halo Two. <laughs> nice. See, I was uh, I I played a lot of like Quake Two and Half Life. So I I understand the uh, the Half Life memes with like Gordon Freeman. For me, Xbox Live like that was that was the start of the hate and the malice, like the disdain that just kind of like accumulated over time. And now I'm a podcaster, so I guess it kind of uh, makes out. sense. I wonder what turned me into a podcast. What turned me into the dark side? We'll we'll have to we'll have to think about that. Yeah, that's the that's the dark heart of online gaming that we all have to wrestle yeah, with at some yeah, point. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we were we were going off about this about how the passage of time kind of makes makes these things different, right? It's not just that every time you try to indulge your nostalgia, you just feel a little more nostalgic, and I think that that's kind of the start of this like unhealthy toxic loop, right? Yeah. Because I think yeah. when we look now, this is not just I I don't know if Disney adults get this bad, but I think the real like manifestation of this is when you look at um all the people who have made a career online nowadays being quote unquote gamers mm-hmm. and they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, they're upset. Oh, game companies are out of touch. They don't get it. Oh, I just want games like they used to before they were full of politics and before they were catering yeah. to these fake fans. And it's like, Oh, that's, that's the worst uh, instance of nostalgia. I feel like. Yeah. Well, that kind of ties into the, uh, the idea of reboots. Um, where everybody bitches about reboots and stuff like that. I I certainly do, but I think my bitching about reboots is a little bit different than the, um, than, than the average gamer or, um, you know, MCU consumer. Um, whereas my, my issue with these is just like, 
I, I don't make something new. Like, I don't care about this. This is boring. This is stupid. And, um, maybe I don't know what their, their issue is with it. Maybe it's cause there's like a minority in there or something like that. Yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've spent most of this episode talking about like the fan side of things like individual people and how they, they consume these products. But at the same time, I feel like there's an element of nostalgia where, uh, it, it kind of prevents new things from growing and flourishing, right? Oh yeah, for we sure. We feel like the sure. the current century hasn't started because everyone's too too obsessed with, with trying to play it safe, trying to re-release old stuff. We're trying to play the hits, and it's like I, I'm tired of it. Like you you don't get new franchises and like films or movies that often now. Everything's like a fucking little Marvel Cinematic Universe thing. It's like another another Star Wars movie. We needed more. We needed to find out the the origin story of like Glub Shido on the on the Millennium Falcon. Wait, what happened to Glub Shido? Sh- oh, did you see, did you see, did you see what know. happened to Glub Shido? I I didn't I, I didn't just, read just, the spoiler. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I know about Glub Shido is the the Funko Pop, but which I will never own. <laughs> oh, I, I pre-ordered it. Like I'm, not, I, I I can't I can't lie. It'll be worth a lot someday. It'll be worth a lot. I, I feel like that. <laughs> yeah, is it though? See, like when I think back to things uh, that that were very popular in my time as a kid, like I think back to the the Beanie Baby craze, oh, yeah, and I'm like. Yeah. Or like what I I was I was into Yu-Gi-Oh cards when those first came out. I played a lot of that on the playground at school, and I was like, okay, do I actually like these things, or I'm or am I just into it because it's like, oh, this is like a future investment that might be worth something at some I, point. I did have some rare pogs at at one point, so I don't oh, know yeah, where they are. Pogs have now. always been cool. I like pogs. I think. Yeah, let's neat. bring back fucking pogs. All right, we'll we'll get some super despair. All world. right, settle down, Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna get some uh, super despair world pog sets out now. Check the merch shop. We we don't have a merch shop, but someday, someday, we're gonna get the pogs out there. Oh, I think we could put together some incredible pogs. Let's 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 unironically look. Yeah, into yeah, that. yeah. Without without question. Um, let us know if you're, yeah, if you're um, into pogs. We got you. Yeah, thinking about thinking about these things, it's like okay. Um, see, when I was a kid, I I owned a lot of these 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 things. I owned Yu Gi Oh cards. I owned some Beanie Babies. I probably owned some Furbies. God, those are so so cursed. Oh yeah. Um. And to get a little personal here, I, I don't have any of this stuff anymore because, like, a couple years ago, uh, I lost all of it in, like, a fucking house fire. So most of the shit I had as a kid, like, old toys and consoles and shit, it's just gone. And there was a time in my life where I was, like, and by a time in my life, I mean, like, a few years ago. <laughs> but I, And I was like, God, I really miss this stuff. I feel so sad. Like, oh, my childhood is gone. But now I think back on it, and I'm like... Well, those are just like pieces of plastic, right? It doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, I, I mean, your childhood is not gone. You don't have fucking amnesia. Like, <laughs> and that's like, what are you gonna do? Go, go down and like bust out the Furby and like what? Like, look at it and just be like, oh man, I had a Furby. C- cool. Yeah, I, when I was when I was honest with myself about this, I was like, oh, okay. The main reason I'm just upset now is because maybe I could have sold some of that for like a few hundred bucks to buy like a mini fridge or some shit. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah, maybe I'm a psychopath, but I really like. I don't know. Like me and my sister, we uh, we grabbed the um, 
the Super Nintendo and the games, and um, I, I like busted it open. I looked at some of the old games I had. I I didn't I didn't have this like this like dusting off an old tome from the from the before times. Remember these days? It was so jolly here in the Shire. Um, I was just like, oh yeah, that game. That's cool. Yeah, can we still use this? Like, yeah, we'll bust it. Wait, out. you're telling me it wasn't like the big colorful paintings by the Reddit guy? You mean there wasn't like just posters and, and game cartridges and like a wall? No, full my of, mom like, would have kicked merch. our ass if we just had a room that trashed. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like all those all those not to not to beat up on our good buddy Rashid too much, but also his shit sucks. Yeah, we love you, Rashid. Uh, Your shit sucks though. <laughs> it it sucks in a very interesting way to talk about. Yeah, yeah. You, which gave, is us, probably, you gave us a topic to talk about, so we love that's this. probably the most a lot of artists can hope mm. for. Uh unfortunately. I mean that that but is yeah. art though. Um you're spurring discourse, you're making somebody feel some type of way. I I, I, I never talked about AI art because it's fucking it, it's pointless. I'm going to agree that uh it's a form of art in the way that I think getting tortured is a form of exercise. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on yeah if they're maybe getting <laughs> the, drawn. The point is, I okay. I'm just right. I've been scrolling up and down through those through those. I don't even want to call them paintings for like See, the you're last obsessed. few minutes. You're obsessed. You're nostalgic. It's, it's gotten into my head. Oh no. Okay. Well, <laughs> as if nostalgia inspires um, melancholy, uh, I only feel rage as I look at these. Okay. And I'm okay. just like, okay. See, when I was a kid. My family was actually like pretty well, pretty well to do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we were rich, but like I was a bit of a spoiled kid, right? I had, I had the N sixty four, I had the PS one oh, and PS two, I had all the consoles, I had, I had the Game Boy Color, I owned just a, a shit ton of stuff. But even then, my room was like barren compared to to these 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 photos here. I'm like nobody really has nostalgia for owning that much shit and i think to the extent they do it's probably kind of telling right like maybe i think maybe some of the most nostalgic people are just like oh i miss when i was like rich back then and i was like a little kid and my parents spoiled me with like a million fucking things and i have to work for my, my right right now. right um which i think that shit is fucking weird too also i think part of a uh, part of that is like a conflation between their current neckbeard nest and um and their their nostalgia brain um which is which is another which is another thing but um yeah i always thought that shit was really weird when people were like oh man to be a kid again and not have to do anything and pay bills and and live this type of life and all this type of shit and it's like listen i understand how people get into situations and they have to you end up with a mortgage and a job you hate and shit like that but it's like you is is becoming a child the way that in in your mind is that the is that the way to overcome that or are you you're kind of mad at something different it's not living as an adult right now it's the fact that you can't enjoy yourself with your cert, with your current lifestyle um, and I think that's like kind of a, you know, um, not to do a we live in the society <laughs> type of thing, but it, it is kind of a reflection of that as well, right? 
It's a, it's a big red flag in people, if you ask me. Like, there's a reason we take the piss out of people who, like, peaked in high school. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, people yeah. People who are, like, late into their 20s and 30s, and they still think, oh, I'm going to show my fucking bullies uh, now. Now I'm, I'm big and successful, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I make money, and all. Oh, nobody's going to make fun of me now. And, like, 20 years later, I thought of the, the perfect comeback to this one insult that stuck with me since I was, like, 15. And it's like... That's not that's not okay, dude. <laughs> you gotta work that out. Well, well, yeah. It's it's also at the um like I touched on this earlier, but the people that I know that I used to that I used to run that I used to run with when we were younger in college or whatever, and uh, now they're kind of just like, oh man, remember when we would go out and drink? Remember when we would do things that were enjoyable? Man, those were the days to be young again. It's like. I I still do. I don't know about you. I still I still do that. <laughs> like you chose this. Of, you chose this life, man. Like I don't. I, I have don't more feel, of a social yeah. life now than I did at any point when I was sure. younger. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like I'm 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 just I'm just going through different changes. And, and like no hate on anybody for you know getting the mortgage and the kids and shit. Like if if that's what you want to do, that that's awesome. I fully fucking support you and also you can do both and i know people who have that stable home life and they own a home and they have kids they have a wife all that type of stuff and then they they go out and they party sometimes they invite me over and i'm drinking with them and their wife and i'm drinking with the kid too the kids too he, he can have a couple shots he's fine just kidding just <laughs> kidding don't don't do that don't do that. We don't. We don't advocate for underage drinking. Yeah, no. Unless you're really cool. Unless you're unless you're uh, Albanian, <laughs> and, then, and then you have, then you have the stomach. Shout out it. to our Albanian hey. listeners. Yeah, but to build on this, we we were talking about about how nostalgia is often tied to this melancholy and feeling like not only was the past better, but it will never be good again. And I feel like that's 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 really like the dark heart of of uh consumerism here right yeah it's like um it's like okay it's this it's this desire to go back to a time where everything was like comfortable but but it's not just it's not just uh your your memory of that is colored by how you feel now because you don't actually want to go back to how you felt back then you want to go back to the way it was uh, in your memory yeah but the thing is everything everything that seems like comfortable and cozy and nostalgic now at some point that was like new and novel and it might have even been like a little frightening right yeah like, there's a lot yeah. of things that i was very wary to get into when i was young that i think are fucking amazing now but people don't put themselves out there anymore that's that's where the toxicity comes from they don't want to experience new things they just want to fall back on on what was comfortable and familiar and try to relight that old spark but it's never going to come back well i i think maybe that's why i am i am not very susceptible to nostalgia in a lot of ways in that sense at least because like i remember my childhood being like i'm not gonna say traumatic i didn't have a traumatic childhood but i was like i was like a pretty anxious kid and um you know like i i had fun i had friends we did cool stuff and shit like that but like I wasn't just like, it wasn't just like a carefree time for a child frolicking through the woods. and then... No, I relate a lot. Yeah. Like when I think back, like obviously I have some nice memories of playing, oh, the original 
uh, one or two uh, generations of Pokemon on my yeah, Game yeah, Boy yeah. Color. And I love those games. But if I'm honest with myself, what's my earliest memory of playing those games? It's me sitting in the corner of the classroom on my Game Boy because I was too anxious and weird to talk to other kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I had kids over and we like played nintendo or whatever but like that's not the shit that i really remember about my youth it was kind of just like tooling around the neighborhood and just being stupid and just being an asshole and uh you know just weird being weird at school and and shit like that and even and even that i don't look back on that fine like it was fine it was fine but like the the idea that there's people who look back on this and it's like that was life and everything since then is just has just been like um a meager existence that's fucking sad man that's sad and if that's you i'm not hating on you but like find a fucking reason to live man that's all i have to say find a reason to live other than thinking back to like when you used to play super mario world with your friends in front of the tv like there's there's better shit to look back on and there's better shit to look forward to as well if there's anything i feel that really colors how much times have changed uh and just like the effect of of technology and just like mass consumption has has had on my own life i think i think back to one of my earliest memories where i was like five or six years old and i was left to roam the neighborhood with some other kids like out in the suburbs and we went full fucking like grug mode we went full hunter gatherer <laughs> and we would hit up this uh this park like uh in between a bunch of suburban houses and there was this chain link fence with like these the, these like blackberries growing on there and we would forage for fucking berries and that was my childhood for at least a couple of years before i got a game boy <laughs> how yeah that's cool so uh, all right my counterpoint to that one the one that I did is I lived near, uh, I, I'm not going to dox myself too hard here. I lived in a place where there was, there was some sort of issue, um, environmentally in, um, in a nearby suburb. So they kind of cleared it out. So it was like, there were still like stop signs and suburban streets and all this type of shit. But like all the houses were demoed um, a bunch a long time ago, but there was still a bunch of like trees and grass and shit there. So, um, but it was, it was near, you know, where everybody's house was. So um, we used to just take like scrap wood and everybody would like make tree forts there. Um, but like my, me and my friends in the neighborhood kids, would um you you know you'd make your own little spot and you'd kind of claim your tree but there was like warring factions of tree fort kids um and it it was it was pretty fun it was pretty fun like you know that that was that was cool um i look back on those times fondly but like also do i do i look back and say like god nothing in life will ever touch those times again and now i just live a fucking sad and shitty existence of waking up going to work and then fucking crying and then i go to bed no absolutely not and if that's you i I feel for you but like find find your find your thing now man like you could you could live a nice time in the past and you could live a nice time in the future you're you could be okay I, I promise you, I'm doing it. 
that's the thing. Like you get, you kind of just have to let, you just have to let your nostalgia die. You have to not give into it. Yeah. You have to seek out new novel things. Yes. Although as poignant as, as we're being right now, I just, I have to bring this up because while we're, we're, we're telling stories about how things were when we were a kid, I think one thing I'm most fond of is I think back to, uh, playgrounds were different when i was a kid right they were they were much less safe and i i have some very fond memories of like nearly fucking busting my my collarbone no not collarbone like my my ass i nearly busted my ass on like these giant like the tailbone seesaws. yeah the tailbone that's what so it was. i i, where, I like, heard that's where, like, like four the most or five painful kids. injury you can have is to like bust your collar your tailbone yeah, I, I didn't. Thankfully, it didn't happen that that badly. But I would, I have memories of playing on the seesaw, and like four or five kids would like sit on the other side and keep me like six feet up in the air, and I'd be like, "Guys, that's not cool." And then they, they would all get off, and and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, a lot. But then yeah. I then I would do that to somebody else, and that was a lot of fun, or like. Uh, we would have this like fucking merry-go-round that looks like something straight out of like one of the Saw movies, where it was made of out made out of like rusted iron with like the paint chipping off, I wanna... and it would like yeah. it would like squeal yeah. like a dying cat whenever you spun it around, and we would get some of the like adults like who were supposed to be supervising us to just like spin just the thing yep. as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah. I, I will I will delight you with the tale. Is that um. Not too long ago, uh, a matter of a few years maybe, um, I worked at um, some after-school programs, and these still, all of these things still exist, and they still happen exactly as you remember it. So um, some things may never die. That's good to yeah. know, because my my main reference point for this is my own suburban neighborhood, mm-hmm. which I. I grew up in and I have since moved out of like two or three years ago and all most of the playgrounds there are now like oh they're all made of like metal and plastic and they're very bright and colorful and they're a lot safer and it's like I kind of have some fond memories of like everything being made of like this cheap shitty wood that would like splinter uncomfortably yeah or like yeah. the big the big sheet metal slides that would like burn your hands and oh no they still exist they still exist i'm sorry you have a woke playground but um yeah yeah. i liked i liked playgrounds the the trad con (laughs) the trad con rusty playground still all over the place yeah that's that's why kids nowadays are too soft we need to keep putting them back through the meat grinder of the the cheap shitty yeah you need yeah you need a kid on the uh on the rusty merry-go-round just vomiting projectile vomiting for sure as they go like <laughs> six thousand rpm as like an as like seen, a not their seen, 19 year old brother just like is is just like spinning them as fast as they possibly can that's cool it, it's it's even worse i've seen a tiktok where somebody would like they would bring up like a like a fucking motorcycle or something and turn the wheel against the merry-go-round and use like a fucking motor <laughs> to spin it as fast as possible. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I would not be here today if somebody did that when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, it's funny as fuck. To that watch. is that is awesome. I don't like spinny things. Um, I I like roller coasters and shit like that. I even li- I like they don't spinning, make but... spinny things like they did when I was a kid back when I had a smaller center of gravity. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll pass on that shit. I have no nostalgia for just, like, being dizzy. Yeah, but, you know, I feel like we've made our point on nostalgia, so maybe let's... This is this is inspired a little bit about us reminiscing about our childhoods. I want to ask... We, we've talked about 
about how, okay, nostalgia is often colored by these purely imaginary feelings about a past that didn't really exist. But I want to put out there, like, was the past actually better in some ways? Or is that all bullshit? Yeah, I mean, you could you can have a good past without glorifying it. And most importantly, without... Um, without devaluing your present or future. And I think that's the only really toxic thing about nostalgia is this wistful longing for a time that is gone and will never be back. And it's like, yeah, you can look back on the past fondly. That's cool. But like you're in the present now and you have a future too. So don't piss all over that just because you're, um, just cause you're thinking about like playing Halo with your buddies when you were 14. Just uh, you know, have 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 fun now and have fun in the future and think about how you can do that. For sure. When when you think back to the past, it's important to not like misattribute like what was actually good about it, right? Like when I think back to me playing fucking Halo 2 on Xbox Live, a lot of that was really fun because oh, it was like my first exposure to online gaming. Oh, I was I was like talking to other people. I was learning new slurs and vulgar (laughs) words to to shout at them and it's like okay that that's some fun novelty but now it's like oh if i just log into fucking overwatch 2 now and somebody calls me like a tranny in the chat i'm like okay that's all you got it's 2023 you don't have something more spicy and it's yeah but um you 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 get where i'm going with this right like it's important to to take to appreciate things for for the way that they actually were. Like, a lot of the things I enjoyed most about video games back then was like, oh, things weren't monetized to hell. Uh, They weren't shitting out, like, cheap remakes or, like, shitty DLCs. And, like, when you bought a game, it mostly worked. You could just buy it, and it worked. And, like, you don't really see a lot of that anymore nowadays. But it's not totally unheard of either. Well, so, so that's that's also the thing, too, is that's another reason that um, living in, in nostalgia world is toxic, is to just say, like, things were good back then, and now they're not. What are you going to do? Wah, wah, wah. I guess I live in hell world. It's just like, no, we could have the good things about the past now with the good things about the present but um, number one, stop buying shitty fucking uh, reboots and remakes of, of games. Stop stop consuming like monetized loot box cash shop bullshit. Demand games that were like the ones in the past with the nice things about the future. And um, if we're just talking about games, there's a ton of indie studios that are totally into that. Stop buying AAA monetized big studio bullshit. And uh, we could have the best of both worlds. And this and this goes with everything. This goes with music, movies, animation, just media in general. We could have nice things if you just stop yeah, when, being when, a when fucking people, cock. When, when people say, oh, there's no good music being released anymore. Yes, there, there is. Totally you just, is. You're just too much of a... You're too much of a coward to go looking yeah, for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You just you just hear some some child post uh, mumble rap and whatever in whatever terrible discord you're in just like oh everything's bad now dude go back Truly to the, the fucking West 90s <laughs> millions billions must <laughs> uh, uh listen to other music yeah exactly <laughs> billions must listen to other music and um yeah d- just just because some like some child posts some garbage 
that you don't like, post some shit that doesn't suck. Because there's a ton of people making a lot of really cool shit right now. We live in an unprecedented time of releasing really dope shit, just like this motherfucking podcast. If this was 1994, they wouldn't let us on the air. They wouldn't let us on the air because we're 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 telling them we're speaking the truth about the Illuminati. We're I would them. get hate crimes. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna <laughs> slightly put, more than nowadays. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you're gonna get hate crimes. We're gonna tell them about 9/11. We're gonna tell them the truth about it. The the jet fuel can't melt them. Can't melt them. But um, but now we can we can just put this out there and you could find cool shit. Just like this podcast, all day. We can every talk day. about Bigfoot and his big feet, and and nobody's gonna be weird about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You can't have that in the nineties. Exactly. So let legacy media die and stop crying about it. It was cool before. Now it sucks. Move on, motherfucker. Move on. Move on. I'm going to I'm going to add one more point where you said, oh yeah, the, these these toxic people, they just like, oh things aren't good anymore. I liked it more in the past, and I think I think it's actually much worse than that because I think when people go far enough down this rabbit hole, they don't just misattribute what was good about the thing in the past. They they get suckered in by like bad faith actors who want to like weaponize them. Their, their oh yeah, yeah, to yeah, some, yeah, To some ill end. Yeah. Like yeah, I I do think the video game in- industry is fucking dog shit, mm-hmm. and every day I pray that it crashes and burns. But you know what? That's not because because oh they put too many women in games yep. now. Oh I might yep. see someone who isn't white. Yep. It's like no no that stuff isn't the real problem yeah. here. That's that's sometimes things uh, that we've grown out of in the past are actually good changes exactly exactly and that's a good point and you could say that about the music industry the hollywood um all sorts of media and this this is going to tie into a a topic that we'll introduce down the line which is um dudes with um roman and greek statue pfps um that's a whole thing that and that is a whole thing um but yeah yeah it's in that's that's one thing that we can uh we can just touch on and talk about more down the line is uh do not let people weaponize your bullshit fake nostalgia against you because um not only are these weirdos gonna do that but also um also big studios and uh and stuff like that they're gonna do the same thing to just be like remember when ghostbusters well, here we have more Ghostbusters. Please buy and uh, don't yeah, don't do it. Don't let people don't, do it. don't let people weaponize your nostalgia to have you like hurting other people. And don't let big companies uh, sell you your childhood back to yes, you. Yes, okay, it's exactly. Yours. They they will never have it. That is a that is a very that is a very good point. Do not let companies sell your childhood back to you. I I really like that one. That's that's a that's a good quote. That's a good quote. Yeah, I, you know, we've, we've strayed far from our initial topic about Disney adults, but I think that that seems like a good point to end it on for this week. What do you say? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think we uh, I think we gave the viewers. Wait, not viewers, listeners. God damn it. Fuck. They're viewing. We the got a video. We, we got to uh, We got to re-record the whole thing. Fuck. Ah, damn. You know, uh, maybe we were right. Maybe the show was better the first it time was. around. Maybe it was. maybe we've lost yeah. it. It's it's uh, it's Jover. It's over. All right. It's well, grover. you know what? Uh, tune in. Tune in next week to maybe get uh, a hit of that feeling you got from our first episode 
um, obviously drop a like, a comment, a subscribe, all that stuff. But if you really want to support the show above all else, just just share it with other people. Just give them a new novel experience. Just 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 spread it out there. Just plant some seeds, and we'll we'll see where it grows in the future. Yeah. Again, um, if you if you get in on the ground floor and this goes for any listener, you have the chance to like actually be our friends. After a while, it's 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 going to dry up. It's going to dry up, but like you just could, just think of this yeah. just think of this podcast as some fucked up little Furby that yeah, maybe it's like it's a little scuffed, it's a little ugly right now, but someday it's going to be worth like at least $600. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is a this this podcast is like crypto. Buy now instill fomo in all your friends and uh you could be you could be rich you could have a lambo or you could just be a a a brokey loser make your choice that's it invest in despair coin now and also despair coin classic edition uh from the 90s only 90s kids yeah 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 there's been a fork already there's a lot of there's a lot of disagreement with the original developers uh okay let's leave it off there uh goodbye thanks for listening good fight good night <laughs>